Hey, y'all, we're back. I've, uh, I was on Facebook today, and I saw an article, or a post, rather, by William McPherson uh, in the group that we, I belong to also, Classic Fighting Handguns. And he posted a picture of a Model 1819 Simeon North. And uh, interesting article, and I, I wanted to know more about this gun, so I've been digging into it all day. And uh, I came up with some interesting information, and I thought I'd pass it along today. Uh, Simeon North was born in July 13, 1765, and he passed in uh, August 25th of 1852. Had a long and distinguished life. Um, he was a uh, Middletown, Connecticut gun manufacturer who developed one of America's first milling machines, possibly the first one. Now, that was in 1818, and um, he played an important role in the development of interchangeable parts. Now, back in those days, you had a gun built, and it was like a one-off, you know. Uh, I couldn't come by even if I had the same gun. The next part, take a part off mine. If it was disabled, it had to be manipulated to f work or it wouldn't work at all. So, so he, he, he developed the process of interchangeable parts. That was interesting. Now, North was born in Berlin, Connecticut, into a prosperous family able to provide all six sons with farms of their own. North was given, uh, given his own farm in Berlin as a gift that enabled him to marry Lucy Savage when he was only 21 years old. The couple would have five sons and three daughters. Now in 1795, the North purchased a sawmill located on the brook that ran beside their land. Simeon uh, hired a man to r help run it, enlarged the building to house a forge and a trip hammer, and began manufacturing scythes. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But anyway, uh, from imported steel. Now, four years later, he uh, obtained a uh, contract to make pistols and began to add a factory to uh, his mill building. Now, North's brother-in-law, Elisha Cheney, was uh, a skilled clockmaker, a trade that he had learned from his father, Benjamin, and Uncle Timothy Cheney, who of the f uh, two of the finest clockmakers in Connecticut then. In 1810, Elisha Cheney moved uh, his clockmaking shop next uh, to the water power site upstream from north. Although Cheney was trained as a maker of fine clocks in brass and other materials, Eli Terry, a clockmaker who had trained as a clockmaker with either Timothy or Benjamin Cheney, had just invented a method of producing the parts for wooden, uh, for wooden shelves or pillars and scroll clocks that... Uh, enabled them to, to be mass-produced using interchangeable parts. Cheney used his new plant to mass-produce parts that manufacturers were turning out in emulation of Eli Terry's innovation. Cheney is known to uh, have also produced screws and small metal parts in his, in his mill for the pistols his brother-in-law was manufacturing just downstream. Now, North is now generally credited with the invention of the milling machine the first entirely new type of machine invented in America and one which, by replacing filing, made the production of interchangeable parts practical. Now, in 1813, North had signed a government contract to produce 20,000 pistols that specified that the parts of the lock had to be completely interchangeable between any of the 20,000 locks. 
the first contract of which any such evidence ever existed. Now, uh, it was during that period that North believed to have invented uh, a milling machine, which was able to shape metal mechanically and thus replacing the filing by hand. Back then, they took a piece of steel and they worked it until it was done. Now, historian Diana Muir believes that he accomplished this around 1816, and that's according to Muir's book, Reflections in Burroughs Pond. North was the first arms maker to implement a number of machine production techniques, yet he cautiously halted his pursuit of mass-produced interchangeable parts whenever it became apparent that it was uneconomic. For the first time, interchangeable part manufacturing and metal would uh, continue to be a combination of machine-made parts and human skill in filing uh, machine parts to precise uh, size for such high-end uses as, as military weapons, in which interchangeable parts were worth paying for at high prices. They were worth high prices because an army on campaign could cannibalize damaged weapons for parts. Now, as North's business grew, he moved from Berlin to nearby Middletown. Now, at that time, North was uh, sent to Captain John H. Hall, who was the superintendent of the Federal Armory at Harpers Ferry, Virginia, uh, Harpers Ferry, Virginia, now in West Virginia. That was to introduce his methods of achieving interchangeability. In, uh, in 1828, North received a contract to produce 5,000 Hall rifles with parts interchangeable with those produced at Harpers Ferry. North had, 53, uh, had a 53-year contractual relationship with the United States Department of War, and the report of Charles H. Uh, Fitch prepared for the 1880 census, census credits North with the key role in developing manufacturer with interchangeable parts. Now, he, in the U.S. model 1819 pistol was made by Simeon North for the U.S. Army contract. This pistol has a sliding bolt, uh, safety bolt located at the rear of the lock plate that uh, half-cocks the hammer while the frizzen covers the primer flash pan. Now, it's, it has all iron mountings with swivel uh, iron ramrod. Now, the barrel, uh, the barrel band is secured by a spring backstrap that travels from tang to butt plate. The front side is a brass, uh, brass blade, and the rear side is an oval on a tang. Uh, the lock plate is stamped S North in a semicircle above the U and S on either side of the eagle with M-D-D-L-T-N-C-O-N-N, Middleton, Connecticut. It was a semicircle in a semicircle below all that. Now the barrel is stamped RJ slash P for Robert Johnson and JD slash P for John D. Johnson, both of whom tested all the barrels. The stocks are stamped in, in uh, cursive LS, ET, JM, JN, and JW for ordnance inspectors Luther Sage, Elisha Toby, uh, Justin Murphy, John Newbery, and Joseph Weatherhead respectively. Now the U.S. Army, uh, the U.S. Ordnance Department showed Simeon, uh, Simeon North a, a sample pair of pistols from Harper's Ferry Armory on June 12, 1819. North then produced the pistol similar to that of Harper's Ferry with a few alterations. 
He signed a contract with the U.S. on July 21, 1819, producing 10,000 pistols. A total of 20,400 were made. This pistol sliding safety bolt is rare for a pistol of this year. When these pistols were converted to percussion, this bolt was often removed because it got caught on holsters. Uh, the pistol also introduced the iron swivel ramrod. It was created because the wooden ramrods often fell out of the pistols and were often lost. Now, I, I looked on some other uh, sites and I found some prices. Now, some of these guns are worth some money. If you've got an original one um, and it's in good condition, it, it could be worth up to $20,000. They go from anywhere from $2,000 to $20,000. And uh, a lot of them were sporterized, so to speak. You know, the, uh, the front stock was cut back and they were converted over to cap and ball and stuff like that. But they are still worth some cash. But a lot of them, like I wrote back in my post to uh, William McPherson, I said that uh, I really, really, really would be interested in, if this gun could talk, I'd really want to listen to the stories it could tell, which is a lot of them, but uh, it would be an interesting time. But, you know, that's just a pipe dream, so to speak. Well, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to contact me on Facebook, at Gunsmoke Gunsmoke, drop some pictures down, send us the stuff, and send us a friend request, or drop me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. So until the next time, y'all take care.